Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 103, The Border Patrol Challenge, and Just Hanging Out. Well, hello. This is Just Plain Dave, and I've been thinking. Good morning, my friends. The brown dog and I are out for our second walk of the morning. And that's because today is December 23rd and the Border Patrol Challenge, the BPC, started yesterday. It runs from the winter solstice to the spring equinox, exactly one quarter of the year. And this year, the BPC is 20 trail runs or 20 trails you don't have to run them you can hike them do whatever you want actually no biking this is all moving by foot um and i have put together a team of sorts so narragansett brewery is the place where i go on wednesday evenings for run club and the old narragansett lager narragansett beer the the logo or the catchphrase that is on the can of beer is hi neighbor and when we have our run club on wednesday evenings one of the highlights it's a highlight every time is the person who's kind of running the show that evening usually my friend steve says hi friends who's here for the first time okay what's your name and someone says ashley and everyone everyone in the group because we know it we've got it practiced says hi Ashley and then if there's a whole lot of new people we just go on three one two three hi neighbor and it is the most welcoming nicest thing it's the simplest ritual it takes no effort and uh and so I thought I would take that as our team name for the Border Patrol Challenge and I honestly don't even really know how the team scoring works I think it's just how many total runs your group accumulates and so some teams have three people on them ours has eight people there's a couple that are in that like six seven eight range so it doesn't matter it's not really about the competition of scoring points it's about having a group of people that want to go and do it together and so this morning i have sent out the first big invite and said hey let's go start the start the bpc with a six miler down in West Greenwich, Rhode Island. It's called the Old Ten Tom because (laughs) the loop, it's a lollipop shaped loop that uh, includes part of Ten Rod Road Trail and the Mount Tom Trail. So the the trail names are, some of them, if you're just staying on one trail, they're consistent with what's actually marked out in the real world, but most of the routes are just a clever twist on words by the race director. And I'm looking forward to it. And so this morning, I was up early, took the brown dog for her usual first thing we do is get up and go for a walk around the block. And now she's getting a bonus walk because I'm gonna leave her home alone for a couple of hours. A little, little too chilly for her to have her come and stay in the car and six miles at pace is getting a little hard on her. She's, she's almost 14 years old and is definitely a, achieving that uh, 
grand old dog status. She spends a little more time resting than she used to. And I, uh, I have to be careful with her. So she would go and she would do it and she would have fun, but then she would, she would be very sore and lame the next day. And that's not what I want. I don't want to beat up my dog. I want to appreciate every chance I can with her. So, but I thought I'd send this message now. I'll do a couple more recordings throughout the day. And, uh, the other thing I want to share, I was just kind of getting things together, gathering my gear for this trail run. And I looked out my window and I saw the fattest raccoon I've seen in a long time. So I live in a residential neighborhood in Providence. The houses are very close together. Uh, you know, like often just a driveway width between two houses. And on a given city block there, let's see, this block I'm looking at is about 10 houses deep, 10 houses in the long direction and three houses across in the shallow direction. Um, so just kind of these relatively small, densely packed city blocks. And in my neighborhood, the houses tend to be three-story with between, I'll say, one and ten families. Like, there's some buildings that have, like, eight or ten apartments. Mine has three apartments. But some of them are still single-family homes. So, nice mixed density. If you want to look for a place to live, finding mixed density is great. It means there's a mix of people with different demographics, a mix of people with different income spectrums, and it makes for just a really nice community, really stable environment if that's the kind of thing you're looking for. So I'll record more later, but thought I'd share my observation of the big, fat, trundling raccoon. And luckily, Brown Dog was inside, so we didn't have to go off on a chase, which might have been her preference back when we lived in the country. More later. Well, that was joyful fun. Burr, burr, burr. I'll start with, it was chilly. The, uh, the temperature on my car thermometer ranged from 24 to 21 degrees Fahrenheit as I drove to the start of this six-mile trail run. It was chilly, legit chilly. Um, but the thing is that when you go and do a trail run, if you're working hard, you're going to get warm, right? So the challenge was being dressed in the right number of layers. I think I did okay. It's definitely warm at the end, um, but that's really one, where you want to be. One huge advantage to temperatures in the low 20s is that some parts of the trail that probably will be muddy this afternoon um, were crispy solid at 20 degrees. And so that was just ideal. So the trail that I did, the I think I mentioned, was called Old Ten Tom. And that's because it includes a, a portion of the Old Ten Rod Road. And Ten Rod Road is just a name of a road in this part of Rhode Island. I think I misspoke before. The actual town that this route is in is Exeter, Rhode Island. Again, between you and me, Exeter and West Greenwich are practically the same thing. So part of the trail was on a gravel road called Old Tenrod Road, and then it also went up and summited across Mount Tom. Now, a mountain in Rhode Island 
is not an especially tall thing. It is a rocky thing. There's good technical rocky trails. And so the technicality of the route is real. But the total elevation gain, so it's a six-mile run, is about 650 feet of vertical gain. Um, and almost all of that in a one-mile stretch. So we kind of did a, a, a two-mile or so call it a warm-up but kind of a a mostly flat two mile you know it's mostly flat but it's up and down and it's in the woods and there's trees there's a huge storm this past week that came up the east coast knocked down a ton of trees and no one's been in this bit of forest to do clearing or trail maintenance and so there was kind of not kind of there were a lot of trees down so kind of running along a trail and like oh we're gonna kind of jump over that tree trunk or run around that tree canopy that is blocking the trail um yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to be done on trail maintenance. I'll reach out to the race director and see if she's going to lead a volunteer day at some point. But of course, this is 20 trails, so this is, uh, they'll get kind of maintained by kindly neighbors and volunteers in the area. So I got to join two of my trail running friends, my, my running running friends, Kate and Igor, and I have crossed paths with them each a number of times um, in different circumstances, but this was the first time the three of us did a Border Patrol trail run together, and it was good fun, and we were pretty compatible pace-wise. Igor's probably a little faster than me on the just, like, if you had to get up and go, but I am a very competent trail runner, so technical trails is to my advantage. Kate is also exactly my equal like if neither of us is tired um we're both like just really well matched up pace wise and so it was really fun to to be out there with the two of them where we took everyone took turns kind of leading the the track um is all so single track is kind of when you have a single path so probably 90 percent of the run was on single track um with 10 percent being on that kind of historic road that is just a dirt road now but that that bit of dirt road was really runnable so we had a really good fun final finishing time was about an hour and two minutes so just over 10 minutes per mile and that's because when you're when you're doing the steep inclines you know that's a power hike and if if those mile the mile that had the, the steepest incline was probably a 12 to 13 minute pace so that really had just as much um let's go this way just as much power hiking as uh as like easy running kind of going uphill but then some of the flats and the descending miles were probably closer to 8:45 or 9 minute pace so, and it felt good. We were working, that's working pretty hard. So, you know, that is where trail running is definitely a greater effort than, uh, than running on those same trails on the roads. We saw four other runners who all appear to be doing the Border Patrol Challenge as well. You know, when you see a cluster of running all coming by wearing blaze orange, because that is definitely a requirement of the event and a requirement of the Rhode Island State Park system because it's hunting season. It's almost always hunting season of some type. And so the assumption is that you just wear blaze orange because, you know, better safe than sorry. 
And for shorter ones where I may take the brown dog, I have a blaze orange hunting vest that she wears so that she does not look too much like a white-tailed deer. Um, because even though she's only, you know, uh, 25 inches tall, um, she is exactly the coloring of a white-tailed deer. So we do not want someone to take a shot at her. Um, of course, when you're running with a pack of people making noise, it's not like the hunters have any shot of seeing a deer while we are right where we are, but that's okay. Let's see, what are some of the highlights today? Definitely just hanging out with Igor and Kate was really nice. It was a chilly start. I, I was the one who set the start time at 8.15 a.m. And may, it probably wouldn't have made a difference to start at 8.30, but I'm glad we didn't start earlier. Um, I definitely, it was nice to have the sun above the horizon as we were going. And as we were summiting Mount Tom, again, so the mountain, it's probably 800 feet tall, like the, the top elevation. Um, but you know, our, the elevation gain in that stretch was probably 200 feet like from, from kind of base to summit. So Mount Tom is just a hill, um, but pretty rocky, uh, nicely, like not too, not too muddy, not too leaf covered. So really when it wasn't pure rock or pure uphill, the route was very much, very runnable. So um, nice to see other folks out there. The Border Patrol started yesterday, and so we were diving into that three-month window. And I think we'll see, every, if any time we run on a weekend, we would be likely to see other folks out there. And I set up a, a group chat for our folks. And so my hope is to never do one of these routes alone. So I'm one for one. We got 19 more to go, but if I can do it right... I will always have accompaniment while I go out to do the Border Patrol Challenge. And I'm just listening to a podcast, The Ezra Klein Show, which is a New York Times podcast product, um, where the discussion was about kind of the loneliness epidemic and our lack of sense of community. And the specific topic today was about just hanging out, like spending time with people that is not overly scheduled, overly doesn't have to have an agenda, doesn't have to have a goal, doesn't have to have an objective. And it occurred to me that this is a really nice thing in our running community that like often we'll go and meet for a run but then it involves hanging out for a cup of coffee afterwards or hanging out for a cold beverage afterwards. And that there's just time spent chit-chatting with folks, you know, and, and this is something that would happen over the holidays. Hopefully this is happening for you over the holidays. You get to spend time with family and friends and there's no agenda, right? There's not a, oh, we got to get this thing done. It's an opportunity to hang out, be in the same space and just enjoy each other's company in a very unstructured way. And the, this person who uh, wrote a book whose title I will put in the show notes um, was commenting on the fact that America and our Western society has just made it harder and harder for people to hang out. And so then people are feeling more lonely and they're losing that skill. Think of it as a, as a muscle that we're not training. And so people default to you know, time on the couch with TV or, or time alone with their device and scrolling through whatever app. And that, that really just 
one of the things that makes human beings better and society better and is good for longevity and is good for our mental health is spending time with other people. Um, and I think I appreciate that in my neighborhood where there are people that I chat with and I spend a little bit of time with and they're just folks because that I walk by when I'm out walking the brown dog and I can say hello. Uh, it's one of those, one of the things about owning a dog that is really, really good for both mental health and physical health. So yes, I take her for a walk three or four times a day and it helps reset my circadian rhythm that we're out at dawn and at dusk. So those are good things from the physical perspective, you know, and I, I run or exercise five days a week. So it's not that I think of the walking as my exercise, but it is just a good physical reset. Oh man, it's still 25 degrees, but that sun feels so good right now. I'm really grateful for a nice, crisp, blue sky winter day. And uh, yeah, it just occurred to me that I'm, I'm feeling really fortunate that I have this ability to just get together and hang out with people. Um, some of it is the spontaneity, you know, like, hey, you cross paths with a neighbor and they're both free and they're like, hey, you wanna, you wanna go grab a cup of coffee? And that is just a nice thing. And so that's really, um, I'm fortunate because I have a job and a, I'm in a position in my life where I have the free time to do that. You know, my, my children are young adults and off on their own. And so I'm not busy parenting all the time. But I think, gosh, I wish that on other folks. I wish people had the opportunity to uh, have free time for unstructured play and unstructured socialization. Um, it's just a, it's good. It's good for your mental health. And certainly over the holidays. Oh, I know. Here's, here's where I was going with that. So one of the other highlights of my past week, over the years, I've had friends who host a caroling, a Christmas caroling party on the winter solstice. And so one set of friends in the town that I used to live in uh, was doing it for like 30 plus years, like multi-generations of people who'd come and go with their kids and we'd do caroling and we'd go door to door. And so it's just this thing that was expected in that neighborhood. And uh, um, so, yeah, so in that neighborhood, it was just the expectation. And so I took that, um, that idea and in a different neighborhood, like a kind of much more recent development, kind of a cul-de-sac, uh, on the other end of town, some friends and I started the same thing in COVID. So in probably, it's probably Christmas, what's there, it's 2023? So it's 2021 was the first year we did it. And there were just like six of us, and none of us is a good musician. Like we're, the, sing, the quality of singing is actually pretty low. <laughs> and we have like a little printed songbook with like a dozen Christmas carols in it and all the ones that you would know. Um, but we go door to door. And so we just did this the other day on December 21st. So the darkest, shortest daylight day of the year. And we went door to door and hit about 15 houses in this neighborhood. And uniformly, there was joy and happiness. And either it'd be like, there's this one older couple and they're, they're kind of somber, but I saw them singing along. Like they were kind of like mouthing the words as we were singing. Um, and then we went to another house and 
we knock on the door. And so when we see people approaching the door, we start singing before they even open it because um, it's a way to make sure that we get to sing the whole song even if they want us to go away. And so we've got about eight people singing. We open the door and there's a couple of people and then a couple more and then a couple more and then a whole pack of kids. There were like 15 people. They're having their, their extended family holiday gathering and all the kids were wearing Christmas-themed pajamas. And they invited us in and they, they insisted that everyone have a little, a little sip of port and poured little, uh, basically little shot glasses of port for everyone in our, in our caroling troop. And so... Five of the 15 homes that we went to either gave us, like insisted, or offered up a cup of good cheer. And three of them invited us in. And it's one of those things where you know that doesn't happen all throughout the year, right? Like having strangers come, like it's maybe it's one thing like trick-or-treating, but you don't invite people in, I don't, in general, on trick-or-treating. It was just so nice. And it was a way to f- create a bond and have some community in the neighborhood. And... uh yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy that I was doing that in, in the town where I used to live with those friends. It's actually the first time I've seen those, a couple of those friends, the hosts, um, in a year since I moved because I missed their caroling gathering last year. Um, and it was just joyful fun and, and totally random, right? Like we would just go to a house or not like, oh, that one's completely pitch dark. So we'd go and ring, we'd, we'd push the button on their ring doorbell, like the, the web connected doorbell, the camera, and we would sing a song badly for their doorbells recording. So hopefully that doesn't make it onto uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. So I am happy to report the start of the Border Patrol Challenge. Happy to report that I have a really nice sense of community where I'm living in my capital city of Providence, Rhode Island. And I really enjoyed the get together, the quasi structured, informal, cheerful and silly caroling gathering at my friends, Michael and Michelle's house in, uh, in Massachusetts. So I think I'm gonna leave it there. I wish you all a joyful holiday season. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a joyful visit with family and friends. To everyone, take a little bit of time and have a, have a cup of cheer and raise that to be in gratitude to your friends, to your health, and to your extended family. I will say Happy New Year. Next time, I'll be back in January. Happy trails, my friends. If you have a chance, take your brown dog for a walk. And for now, this is Just Plain Dave, signing off from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island. Bye, my friends. Well, it is Christmas Eve, and I think I will give you a little bonus treat. I just had the most wonderful afternoon and evening yesterday with my family. And it's one of those things where we just, everyone has grown up and grown apart and the kids, the cousins are now off growing out into the real world. The youngest cousin is a high school senior, got a college freshman, a college sophomore, a college senior, and a young adult out in the world. And so it is such a joy to see these young people growing up into being their own selves. Like 
having conversations and being sitting there listening and hearing my children, but also my nieces talking about things that are important to them and what they're doing. And God, it's so nice to sit back and just sit, think big picture, how great it is that they're becoming their own people and having independence and finding their paths. And I just, it was such a great, great day. And, uh, and a chance to be with my my sister and my brother, who I don't see often enough. I see them a few times a year. You know, everything's fine. We're friends. We get along well, but it, it's we have separate lives and separate worlds, and we just don't. They're just not part of my close community. And and maybe I should do a better job in the coming year of uh, making re reigniting those connections. But two of the highlights. I just want to give credit where credit is due. And, and my, my dad and stepmom were there. We were at their house. And so it's just a really nice gathering of, of, of people, the celebration of being together and appreciating our health. And that, you know, my, my stepmom has a, a knee, knee replacement scheduled for the coming week. And, you know, as you're getting older, things things need more support and more more maintenance. I said, maybe it's too late for you to start trail running, but I think trail running is good for your knees. It's so funny to me, the number of people when, I, when we talk about what we like to do in the world, and I say I'm a marathon runner because I don't want to say I'm an ultra marathon runner. That sounds pretentious. Anyway, when I say I'm a runner, they're like, oh, I just could never do that. It's so bad for my knees, my knees hurt thinking how I think something's wrong <laughs> like our knees were meant for walking and running and and doing things like that so I, I always advise the couch to 5k slow progress just try to get back and get fit um, anyway it was just a really nice gathering and uh, two things that were highlights one for the last few big holidays and this is like over the years the, the, the wrap-up event has been, been playing Pictionary, the game where someone draws a sketch and someone else has to get on your team has to guess what it is. And it has become just the most fun. And a couple of these nieces and nephews are, are really talented artists. So the drawing is like, oh, well, that is clearly what that is. Um, but just the intergenerational fun is just silliness and it's great for people to be just relaxing like no one has an expectation of being anywhere else no one has to rush off to anything different it's just like let's hang out and play and and laugh at the fact that you know this is how one person draws you know one of the puzzles yesterday was tokyo and that's not an easy thing to draw or another one was wall street uh like anyway just fun and simple and you know it doesn't matter who wins everyone's trying everyone wants to win but it doesn't matter who wins and then the other that I want to give full credit to my my sister she decided wait this is kind of one of those gatherings where everyone has enough gifts right everyone has enough things so we had agreed to no presents unless she wanted to bring something just for the nieces and nephews and that's fine um but so my sister did, decided to do kind of a, a solo Yankee swap. And so she and one of my nieces uh, wrapped up eight gifts. 
and then it, but it came with a set of rules so there were eight eight participants and if you had a a six-sided dice you'd roll it and if you had a one you got to exchange your gift with someone else so like kind of this whole routine of who gets which box doesn't matter and then one you exchange with someone else two everyone passes it to the left three you get to unwrap your present four everyone passes your gift to the right five you tell two people to switch gifts six lose a turn <laughs> and uh it was absolute silliness and there were nice gifts in the world of like you know a bunch of young adults so my son got to go home with a popcorn maker and a bag of popcorn and and my daughter went home with an electric teapot and a couple boxes of cocoa um which were absolutely perfect for them and other just it was just a nice range of simple gifts and a really nice way to do it and everyone had fun and everyone went home with a smile on their face um including my brother who who probably doesn't need this but was so delighted when he got uh, like one of those folding camping chairs and a collapsible camping lantern like a solar powered camping lantern and uh it's like what a nice thing and so gosh i really appreciate that and that you know even when we said it's a no gift event the fun was the playing of the game you know and one of my nieces got a plastic bin full of like snack food including like cheese puffs and oreo cookies and uh 18 inch long red twizzlers which she then opened up the package of red twizzlers and was just handing those out and distributing and um it was just nice just nice moments of shared fun joy love generosity silliness uh compassion like people saying is that what you want are you good with that i mean i i'm i went home with a uh a picture puzzle and a little a little game called exploding kittens um and which i don't need more games but i'm happy to have more games and i'm happy to have a puzzle i don't do puzzles often enough it's a nice thing to just set out on the table and make it make it do a little bit of uh, assembly now and then so um anyway it was just nice and i'm glad to have had that time with them i am glad for my kids to spend time with their cousins and uh just a place to a way to reconnect and think about their connections to the world are bigger than just the dorm room at their school or their day-to-day lives so Merry Christmas to you my friends. I really hope you get some joy and love in your holiday season. And uh and if you have a chance, take a brown dog for a walk. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.